What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middlecoff! Hey, behaves! Did you see our billboard? I, I did. You just, uh, I, somehow I missed it. I think the Twitter algorithms, you don't quite get everything. But uh, Brian, I, I did see it. Thanks to Brian for tweeting us a picture uh, at Brian Maxwell. B-R-Y-A-N, Brian Maxwell. Go look at his uh, tweets and replies. Uh, he <laughs> sent us on, on Tuesday. He, he photoshopped us on, a, uh, on an ease.com promo code ham billboard. I see a lot of people, Guy, have, uh, have been getting the baggies. Yeah, you know, I know. We've been, they've been tweeting. The, keep tweeting us your pictures. The, the baggies look sharp. I'm, I'm excited to uh, potentially order one this week if they officially come. Yeah, oh, I know. You can always just dr- drive to FIDI, order it there. Yeah. <laughs> financial bad. district. That that is very true. That is very true. Um, did you um, has Flying J emailed you about sp- uh, advertising on the podcast? Uh, no, but I, I have reached out. Uh, I've made fun of Jimmy many times, either on this podcast or on the Periscope show. But I would be very, very willing. I think they paid Florio said mid seven figures. So let's you know five six million dollars. I think uh, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I think I'd take their business probably for uh, what two fifty hundred thousand a year and so, a ga- I mean, and a gas card. Hell, I don't even need the gas card. You just give me the cash, and we will be a pro Browns, pro Jimmy. The one thing I think that was in the article was it wasn't Jimmy they were mad about. Pro it D. Was, it was D. That there was a in the article that she had flipped out about something. I forget the exact thing she was mad about. She wasn't with the gangbang porn, was she? That was like the social media people. Did you remember that part? Yeah, that there was porn projecting for twenty minutes. I don't know. Did they get that specific about what kind it was? Yeah, because what, what it was, was the hashtag? It was dog pound. So <laughs> That's, hashtag right. That's D, right. Hashtag DP. That's right. <laughs> I think she was. How mad. does that get projected for? Tw- tw- yeah, what was she mad about? Like they, there was like local articles or something. They didn't know what they were doing. And she started freaking out at people once. Maybe it was the advertising deal. She thought we're way under market or maybe they should give. I, I don't know. But she was yelling at people. Like it made 
people have been talking weirdness about Jimmy for a while. I, I just read it like a normal Jimmy Haslam article. But I do think when you put the wife in and you put her in a bad light, uh, you know, I, I just made this statement up and I tweeted it out. The famous statement, right, is you don't bite the hand that feeds you. But if you add, when you do bite the hand that feeds you, sometimes dinner does not come the next night. And I think it's hard. Like, I, I would imagine ESPN, when they put out that article by Wickersham, who's done a bunch of these, it probably crossed no one's mind and maybe no one ever connected. Like, they are a big advertiser. But I bet now there are some people, like, you lose a four-year deal at $5 million. That's a $20 million deal. I, I don't give a shit how big your company is. That's a lot of cash, guy. There are people today, in, in on a serious note, that are angry at ESPN, right? Yeah, I mean, look, journalism it pays for itself in the sense that it, it is invaluable. It's it's necessary. Uh, but there's no way Seth Rickersham's article made them $20 million. <laughs> like, it just didn't pencil in that way, right? Which, like, is he on the chopping block now? Could he get fired over that article? No. You don't think so? No. I mean, anything can happen, but no. he They published it. So why would he get fired? They he well, wrote it. I'm just saying, like he's, you he just didn't, he didn't rogue I'm, put it on the website. No, no, I'm just saying we've seen the way things happen, right? You, you people react to things. I, I they obviously thought the article was really good. It was. They printed it. It went viral because it was a sweet article. Like I could but see them repercussions I could see of saying it, to him, "We don't get to write those articles anymore," and he and him saying, "All right, well then I'm out." Well, yeah, I mean that's the art. He he writes like four or five a year. You know, he's like. Uh, I don't even know what you compare him to. An actor probably does less movies, but he's just, he's got a niche deal. Like it help. It might be like three of those a year. Right. And he goes all in. Yeah. And who does a come. lot of cameos? Who does like sweet cameos? Uh, that's a, I, I, does anyone really do camp? Like, like kind of cross cameo, like LeBron. LeBron does some cameos actually. Yeah. So I, you're right. I mean, if he can't do that article anymore, or you just like, you know, if the article, because the one thing you'd say is when he goes all in, they're not, no one's really off limits, right? He kind of does both sides, but makes everyone look bad. They might just say, no, we don't have room. Yeah, for I mean, like, is the NFL going to get mad at, yet going to punish ESPN for running the Bob Costas E60? Is that where that story came out? Yeah, it was a uh, uh, Mark Fano, I can never, Fano, Fina Urata, Fina Urata, Wada, Fina Urata, I think that's what it is. The good thing is, like, for example, I'd put Jimmy above Mark Davis, but you can rip Mark Davis, no one gives a shit. Like, at the national brand, they did, they used to locally, now no one cares. Uh, like, even I, does Jimmy, like, I don't think you could do that to Jerry or Bob Kraft. Now, Wickersham has wrote on Bob Kraft, right? Was it? Two years ago when he wrote the article on the Garoppolo Brady. But again, it didn't really make Kraft look that bad. So, I mean, as long as you don't make the guy that's paying the bills look that bad, you're usually okay. Yeah, there's probably someone in the sales department at SEC Network calling ESPN going, Hey! I, I Wouldn't you imagine? I have no clue. If I just had to guess... If you're saying five or six million dollars a four-year deal, it's probably one of the bigger network deals the SEC network has, right? Because if you get four or five of those, that's hundred million dollars in revenue a year. That's pretty yeah, good. It's a big deal. No, there's definitely somebody's very upset today. Yeah. Uh, what if you had sold that deal and that's your commission? I know. 
you know? What if you get 10% of every billing or 5% of that 5 million, right? That's paying for your kids to go to college. That is, uh, yeah, that person's not happy. That person would happily fire Wickersham. Yes. <laughs> that guy is hot. <laughs> so, so angry. Maybe we can uh, interest you in some, uh, some, some print or some digital. Please don't leave me. <laughs> If you're that guy, you try to jump. I never wanted that article published. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Ease, the best delivery platform to get the best legal, licensed, fully tested marijuana products delivered to you in California. Anyone 21 California? or over gets verified online in minutes, and uh, then you're off and running, man. Yep. Guy, they deliver right now. San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, Sacramento. Napa, the Valley, they're coming to the East Bay. They're coming everywhere. If they're not in your area right now in California, they just launched last week, Long Beach, the OC, as they call it, also known as Orange County. Uh, Cannabis, edibles, pre-rolls, vapes, topicals, you name it, guy. You just go to ease.com if you live in California. Find out if they live in your area or if they deliver to your area. If they don't, they're coming soon. And you can search the menu, which is vast. You get $20 off your first purchase. You go over $50. You get this thing called a free delivery, uh, which is great. And uh, you go from there. Yeah, I know we, we appreciate all the support you guys have uh, given us. And uh, we're happy that it, it's a two, two-way two street here because we've seen the pictures that you're tweeting at us of your, your ease orders. Uh, I, most, I would say, John, of the photos I've gotten look like they're midday at work because their photo is usually a bag next to a la- next to like two computer screens side by side while somebody's day trading um, or doing whatever project managing, whatever it is you're doing while you're ordering, ordering your ease. Uh, and like you said, you get, you sign up, even if it's not in your area yet, you'll get notified when it is E A Z E E A Z E.com promo code ham 20 bucks off your first delivery. Yep. Over 50 bucks free delivery. Uh, $20 off your first purchase, $50 off your first delivery. Am I saying that right? No, you're 20 not. Do- it's 20 bucks off your first purchase, and then yes. any delivery that's over 50 bucks is free. Yep. Promo code HAM, promo code HAM, promo code HAM. Promo code HAM. I'm going to get that tattooed on my body, I think. I was thinking about it. Promo code HAM. And it'd be like with a barcode that just it applies in all these different places, you know. <laughs> uh, also, val- we're recording this on a Wednesday. Valentine's Day is coming up, so hit berries, John. Sherry's Berries, B-E-R-R-I-E-S. Use the promo code HAM. The yep. berries are delicious. My parents, I ordered them on uh, Monday. They got them Tuesday. They called me last oh. night. Thanks for the berries. What's the? They said, quote, unquote, what's the occasion? And I said, Valentine's Day. My mom was like, oh, thank you. It's so sweet. And then I went, also just supporting my own podcast. <laughs> Love. I want to get those numbers up. I did the same thing. Sending to my mom. Should be there. We're recording this on tomorrow on Thursday. Again, I sent her both the Red Roses, which you can get for an extra nineteen ninety nine, and the Milk Dark and White Chocolatey. They mix them up. I think you get two of each. Yeah. Uh, if you get the six, the, you get the 12-er. Yeah. Upgrade I, to the 12-er. I, I, I got her the six. You know, yeah. she's by herself. So yeah. she'll fall in love with every bite. And I plan on her just I, – I, I also type guy a personal note. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day to the best mother on earth. Oh, I typed the same thing. And I made sure to type my name so my brother doesn't get any credit. It's all for me. Arise fresh with 100% Sherry's Berries guarantee. Do you, when it's like your mom's birthday or something, do you coordinate with your brother or do you just get your own gift, put your name on it, and that's that? Well, sometimes 
he, because of his wife, is more proactive in that. So they just buy something, and then I send him a Venmo for half. And your name gets put on it. And my name gets put on it. That's usually what happens in Christmas. Gotcha. Because, like, I, I remember back in the day when we worked at an office together, you would bring things in on four occasions. Yeah. And you would get credit for, like, cookies or something that you cooked, even though you had absolutely nothing to do with yeah, it. Yeah, this is – yeah, this has been a beef of yours. So it's similar. You've been fighting this battle for a long time. Well, I, I why would people thank me if yeah, my wife cooked the cookies? Yeah, I just struggle for people getting credit when their significant other did all the work. Wait, you might as well just put by the way, my wife, not me. I'm glad you brought that up. How about I didn't see it till Wednesday morning. Apparently Tuesday night, you tweeted that I suggested I was a big believer in the Warriors building around Harrison Barnes and not signing Kevin Durant. I and, thought it was a pretty funny joke. Uh, yeah, except people, no one thought it was a joke. Everybody on Twitter no. thought it was real and started tweeting at me. Like, what was wrong with you? Really quick, before we get into that guy, yeah. right now go to berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. <laughs> Click on the microphone. You and I both did it. Yep. You get berries, add nineteen ninety nine for the flowers. Really easy to do. Promo code HAM, promo, promo code, code HAM. HAM. Promo code HAM. All right, there you go. I saw an opportunity, and I knew that you might be asleep. It was probably like nine forty-five, <laughs> and I, again, you know, I, you know, maybe vaped a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you were, you were having a little fun, pushing <laughs> and the limits. I was like, I thought it'd be kind of funny, and then I saw the first response was like, "Idiot!" I was like, God. <laughs> you realize that you can't even joke about a take five months ago, let alone five years ago, because no one remembers anything like the no culture and society takes. we live in no one remembers shit so you can't even be funny about that <laughs> right it's funny but do you, do you agree that like the way that our news cycle works you oh, can't yeah. even make fun of something you said five five weeks ago let alone five days ago let alone five years ago do you think i could my i could just become the sports media fact checker the way like major newspapers have one for politicians well, I, I love it. I when, just like, track. I just take tracker. Because because like Carr got mad when he got mad at Stephen A. Like he needs to be held accountable. Like, what does that mean? Fined? Suspended? Like what? I, I, honestly, Derek kind of pissed me off with that quote. And, I, and in fairness, other people have said this, like other people in the media. Like, what does that held accountable yeah. for something you say about sports? And I always say this about, about? Un, all about like it's, it's unacceptable. Like you cannot you cannot commit that penalty in that moment. Like, yeah, you can. Yes, you can. But see, I I have a bigger issue because that does have consequences on people's jobs, on people's gambling. Like, it, that does – if you just say something on – if no, I'm sitting but, next but, to David A. Smith and I say something about Luke Walton, it means nothing ultimately. It impacts nobody. But my point is, like, Michael Crabtree committed an offsides on the first play of the Super Bowl. He didn't get cut for that play. Like he's good enough, so yeah, it's it's not acceptable, I guess. We don't want it, but we was it Crabtree or Vernon? I think it was Crabtree. It was Crabtree. Well, it was like a legal shift or something, right? Yeah, or like lined up, maybe somebody was covering up the tackle. I don't remember. Well, I'll, I'll give you a better example. Might have been illegal formation yeah. because that happened in the first play of the game. So to me, that can never be an excuse. Embarrassing, but not an excuse. Win or lose. How about this AFC Championship game at home? You get a fucking pick off Tom Brady to go to the Super Bowl, and your star pass rusher is a foot off sides. Like, can we use the comment that cannot happen? And then he did it again in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> but yeah, you, the story was that he checked with the line judge, and the guy didn't tell him or something. See, so now we're getting even deeper. Not acceptable, but it's all it all is acceptable. 
I mean, but if like, I do point and he gives me the check, no, he didn't give him the check. He just didn't acknowledge him. Of the line, do defensive linemen point normally? Apparently they do. Apparently some of them do. It's not really a thing. I didn't know about it. That like the way it is with offensive players. I don't know. I guess if you are a speed rusher, it's not that crazy, right? Like you want to hug it as close as you yeah. can. Um, what, what were we talking about? Where, where did this start? Oh. Acceptable takes. Just how he, well, like, I saw the somebody cut it up the other day that it was like a magic cut. Magic's like, you know, you know, if I these guys like I gotta hug them, I gotta tell them it's gonna be okay. And then it cut to him saying like, these are pros. I'm not. I'm not here to hug anybody. <laughs> Boy, and, he, and he's like, stop treating them like babies. Yeah, because someone's like, Magic, you've never been on the trade block in your life. LeBron's never been on the trade block in his life. Like these are not like. The rest of us are closer to their experience than what you guys than you guys. Ka- Kawhi on the way, Anthony Davis on oh, the way. Savvy, <laughs> I love Savvy. Savvy's me, his, making a living off Magic right now. His Magic and King James is unmatched. His, his Steph Curry voice is pretty elite. It, it, I'd say his Stephen A is excellent, also, <laughs> and a lot of people do Stephen yeah. A, but he, he's he's good. Stephen he, A, he's is, pretty he's pretty good. Yeah. He had a Stephen A. rant yesterday about Antonio Brown about like get Snoop Dogg on the phone. It was pretty funny. He's good. He's he's talented. He made me laugh. Uh, all right. There was an NFL. John, some stuff actually happened. It did. Stuff Which happened. I like. Huh? I mean, I it's this is it's pretty early for a trade to happen. Even the framework. I guess this is. When did the Alex Smith deal happen last year? Was it not this early? I think it was before the combine, okay. but I, I don't think this early. Maybe in like a week or two. Uh, this Joe, is Joe Flacco for a fourth round pick. That's the uh, compensation, correct? To the Broncos. I, didn't see, I, I saw mid. I didn't see fourth, but that sounds okay. I'll I'll effort that as we were talking here. I believe I saw fourth, but again, the deal's not even done yet. I also now I'm looking mid round somewhere else. But anyway, because um, to me, four, got fourth seems high. You're thinking like a fifth mid round was the report. Is a fifth a mid round pick? I yeah, I'd say I'd say four, four five, five six, six would be mid round. Okay, yeah, and seventh just kind of stands alone. All right, I, like to me, mid round would be like. So what's third? I would not count third. Third so is a four high and pick. five. It's probably mid round. Six might be late round. Yeah, six probably late, and just seven so stands four alone. and five. Four, okay. I, I'd say if you got the Broncos fourth round pick, that's a. That's a great trade for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. The fuck, where else was going to go? Um, is uh, are the Broncos better? Is the AFC like is it is the AFC easier or harder than it was yesterday? I mean, my first reaction is puke, like just absolutely gross. You already had Case Keenum, so you're just upgrading slightly. Joe Flacco hasn't been good. You know, as I just checked in his last four years, sixty-four touchdowns, forty-six picks. Ugh. But skewed a little bit because his ratio last year actually wasn't bad. It was two to one. It was twelve and six. The last couple years before 2018, 15, 16, and 17, 52 and 40. So I mean, close to a one to one pick rate, uh, TD to pick ratio. But to me, the other thing is we've all watched way too much Raven football probably the last five years because they they play a lot of that Sunday morning game at least for us in the Bay Area. When you're waiting for the afternoon Niner Raider game, it's like Ravens Dolphins. You're like, oh my god! But there's nothing really else, so you just watch it. And he's un—he's just—he's boring. He's not that good. He's a great deep thrower, but it's not who they don't have deep threats. 
You know, I mean, who the fuck do they have? I, I, I did not like the Fangio hire. I hate this even more. I, I think the Broncos are in trouble, guy. I mean, I, I think they are in trouble. Just not like a three-win team because their defense is going to be good and they're always competitive. But they, they got seven and nine written all over them and out of the playoffs, which is the reason Elway keeps firing everyone, right? He wants to he wants to be a 10-11 win team. Like this, you're not winning double-digit games. Flacco's team was better than this fucking Ravens team by, I'd say, a decent margin. So he's going to go to a worse team and play better in a division that's better? I, I, I just, I don't see it. I don't like it. Uh, Associated Press reports it was a fourth-round pick. Does that seem high to you? It does seem high because what's their their fourth round pick is probably not a bad pick either. Yeah, well, who was trading for Joe Flacco? Who was trading a fifth for him? Like, what was the? I get you want to get the guy, and maybe they said if you don't give us a fourth, we won't operate in good faith and make this unofficially official. Because technically, this hasn't really happened yet because these trades it just kind of started. I think these last couple years. But a reason a lot of these trades don't get announced till now, because why would you why would you want to close off the market, right? right? So you're saying they said, "Hey, we'll take a fourth, and we'll agree we're not going to negotiate with anybody else. We're this not even going to fuck. Yeah, we're not even going to mess around. You got your guy, right? <laughs> Who again? We you, here's the thing, guy. Joe Flacco, what the man on the moon knows, he's not going to be a Raven next year. So it's like you're getting rid of him. What's the market? What other teams want Joe Flacco? Just we already know there's not that many teams in general that want quarterbacks, so that number is dramatically smaller than it typically is. And then like the Dolphins want Joe Flacco, you know? I, maybe they did. Maybe they said they'd give a fifth. Is he better than Case Keenum? Like the one thing I would say for Elway is he's probably about as untouchable as any executive gets, just given who he is and the organization and everything. But I mean, now we're we're moving on several years where they have just found zero solution at the quarterback position and he's not really like he tried he drafted Paxton Lynch that was a non-starter disaster obviously the Trevor Simeon he was never going to be their starter Brock Osweiler could not become their starter Case Keenum instead of like letting it fully reset and drafting a quarterback they go to Keenum and try to try to slog through the season that's not good enough and here you are again with Flacco where it's like what what do you what are you gonna win with Joe Flacco? You know, Flacco's you know w- one problem they've refused to do is I'm all for always trying to win. And you will say that about Elway, right? He is not like he's never really tried to tank or not even tank, but like ever uh think about or Re- let just- in the possibility of doing what the Browns did a couple years ago, which I can respect. But you could argue, is that the right move just for one year? Take a step back and then take several steps forward? Because they're always going to be good enough with Vaughn Miller and now Bradley Chubb to where they're going to win six, seven games. So they're never going to be drafting that high. They're always going to do these Band-Aid moves. Like, you can't really land quarterbacks Band-Aid moves that are ever any good. The Peyton Manning situation, I mean, is that an all-time outlier situation that a guy of that caliber randomly had five neck surgeries and gets cut because that other team has the number one overall draft pick and that guy that's coming out that year turns out to be Andrew Luck? Like, that that situation, again, it'd be hard to fucking write into a movie script. The yeah. reason Peyton Manning was even a, a, available. And then he chose that team, which they got, they, they were coming off a playoff berth with Tebow, so probably Peyton looked at it like, we're going to be fucking good. The AFC West was a little down. But I... I 
they're they're about to they remind me a little bit of the Giants, the San Francisco Giants. They've just tried to band-aid, 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 and it's just it's really difficult to do the band-aid things. Uh, and in football, when you don't have a quarterback and you keep doing these older quarterbacks, like Flacco can't carry you anymore. Now, couldn't they be saying in the Bronco office, well, we got a guy that at least could go into Kansas City in a winter game and play well. Yeah, because the tough thing is, the counter to that would be, we can do, we can, we can do a full tank rebuild attempt, but if the, if, if the time that we're drafting two, the quarterbacks aren't good, then what have we really – we're not going to get anywhere. We, we can't really do anything, which I would understand that, right? You do the – especially when you, you're good on defense. Like, you don't need to totally rip that part of your team apart. Um, so I understand the hesitation, especially when you, you look around and you go, well, I mean, we can be – now you would have thought this two years ago. Maybe now it's looking harder. Like you're not going to be able to go nine and seven and win your division. Not with the Chiefs in it. Not with the Chargers in it. Not right now. But you could still draft a quarterback. Well, that's what I mean. Third, you could still I, take I, a guy in the first round. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like I get not doing a full teardown because it's still somewhat dependent on you finding the quarterback. And you are drafting tenth, and you can move up. Like you can do it. I just don't know if this year there's anybody like. Can they go up and get Dwayne Haskins? Is that what they're going to do? Like if you're going to do that. Then I don't care what. Then fine, trade for Joe Flacco. I don't care, but don't trade for Joe Flacco and then not move up for your quarterback. Well, I think we've talked about this on the show with free agency becoming, or you know, just the order of everything. You have to go and look into it when you're not drafting one overall. We don't know what we're going to be able to do because a lot of times teams won't trade with you right now, draft position, unless you give an astronomical amount. You you never quite know what's going to happen on draft day. So maybe their entire mindset is, we're going to upgrade this position every way we can. We like Joe Flacco more in Case Keenum. We'll take him. We think eventually we'll be able to get Case Keenum off the books for seventh-round pick. And then we we love Drew Locke. We think not only he's going to be there at 10, maybe we could trade up to get maybe Haskins or whatever. But we, we are not going to be at a position where if Drew Locke beats out Joe Flacco – September 1st or whenever the preseason ends, that's a good problem to have. But we're going to be in the position where he's got someone to beat out or that if we're not able to get him because he goes fifth, we at least have something. A pro. Yeah, and I, I think you have Something to, more than Trevor Simeon. Because to me, it's just it's just the order of things. Like the order in the NBA is the opposite. The draft comes before free agency. This one is just, it's flipped. So you just, you have to treat like you would say, Elway treated this like an aggressive move. He, boom, he got a guy. So you, I, I think you could give him credit. I just don't like Joe Flacco anymore. Is yeah, the problem right? The the question was, did the Broncos get better? The answer to that question is, nah, nah, nah. nah. Right? Like, well, you, you, I think you could argue slightly. He's a better player than Case Keenum, and they were they're drafting tenth, and they just weren't very good last year. Could they be better? They have another high pick. You know, Could they be 8-8? Eight eight? Yeah, I don't think that's inconceivable. Well, if they go 8-8 eight eight with Joe Flacco as their quarterback, then it was a good move. But, but I think the argument would, if you just look at it in a vacuum, the Ravens have been consistently just a better top-to-bottom team the last several years than the Broncos since uh, Peyton left, and they could not make the playoffs, right? And Joe Flacco was their starter the last two or three years. Right. I mean, he's been their starter forever. But I'm just saying these teams the last couple of years. Like, the Ravens have been solid. They've been right in the playoff mix. 
Remember two years ago, it was like a walk-off Antonio Brown touchdown that ended up winning the Steelers' the division. This year, I mean, he got benched, so we, we never know. I think it's fair to say they would not have made the playoffs if they would have kept going with Flacco. So now you could say, well, fuck. I mean, he's just – I think in, they just say, in a vacuum, this guy's better, and that's the way NFL looks at things. This guy's just an upgrade. And it's not like they're both high character, easy guys to get along with, and smart. I think it's that probably that simple in his eyes. Case Keenum last year was uh, 62%, which was significantly lower than the year prior when he was almost 67% in Minnesota. Um, he was uh, 18 touchdowns, 15 picks. The year before, he was 22-7. and seven. Their skill guy, Sander, Emmanuel Sanders, got hurt late in the season. Demarius Thomas was not playing well and then got traded. Philip Lindsay balled. Sutton, the rookie, was not bad. So you just – do they have enough talent on that side of the ball for even Joe to look good? Because that was one of the knocks right for the Ravens. It's like, who the hell is he throwing to if you wanted to defend Joe? Crap like their true. offensive skill guys are bad. Yeah. But before last year, they didn't have – you know, who did they have? It's not good. This year, their skill guys were just better. He'd probably I, tell you, fuck, not his fault. I'd like to see him draft a quarterback. I would expect them to. Uh, the question is, when they're drafting a 10, is Kyler Murray still going to be around? Uh, is Josh Rosen going to be on the Cardinals? Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know uh, how many people saw what he said, but he not just he didn't just say Josh is our guy. He also addressed his quote from October when he said he'd take Kyler number one. He said, uh, Kyler's tremendous, and I said that at the time being very complimentary before we played an opponent. I understand the soundbite. Like I said, there's a ton of scenarios before we come to the draft, end quote. In other words, yeah, I love him, but understand, like, we're about to play this team. I'm just saying I take him number one. Like, I get what I said, but don't let's not change where and when I said it, which is fair. That said, uh, like, this one wouldn't – what would be 10 scale, your level of shock, if the Cardinals traded Josh Rosen and drafted Kyler Murray number one? Scale of one to ten. I'd be – I think if, would you say ten is ultra shocked? Ten is like uh, yeah. John Lynch hired by the Niners. T- ten is ultra shocked. Ten is uh, Chip shock, Kelly. Chip Kelly escorted out of the building on a Tuesday night. Like it's hard to go ultra shocked nowadays in sports. Yeah, and like we're already talking about this one. That said, it's just the move itself is so unheard of. Yeah, it's. To me, it still registers like six or a seven because it's still pretty crazy. I would put it at like a seven. Even though we're talking about it, to me, it's at a seven because who drafts a guy in the first round and then trades him the next year to draft another guy in the first round? I and that guy's 5'9", and you're drafting number one. Yeah, if they would And your coach was under 500 when he got fired I this know. last year. To me, they just didn't give up that much to get Rosen. Yeah. So... it. it Belichick does this all the time with players he trades for. If he trades like a third or worse for you, he's just not going to – like if he doesn't think you're good, he might just cut you in training camp. They traded literally a third-round pick that ended up being Martavius Bryant for him. That That's nothing when you trade up five spots in the first round to get a quarterback. I mean, we said at the time it was – I mean, Reggie and John, what are you guys doing? Yeah. They, they wanted this guy. You know who they're trading for. Get at minimum their second. So I, I think it's one of those easy ones where – you could just kind of chalk it up if you, because my whole take on this is if you believe in your Rose or I mean uh, Kingsbury and definitely Steve Kime 
that either Haskins or Kyler Murray's upside is way higher than Josh Rosen's. And I think it's fair to say, and I like Josh Rosen that it is. It's not that wild. Now, it's still wild, and it would still be awesome, and we'd all be like, oh, my God, when it happened. But if you took a step back from it and said they just went with a guy that they thought's upside can be quadruple what Rosen's is. You know, if, if you could get Kirk Cousins or you could think you could get Aaron Rodgers, every team would go for Aaron Rodgers. My, my, my point is just trying to like it's just what, a baseline you, yeah, of, it, of, of, of hype. Yeah, yeah. Of height of like uh, ceiling of hitting, you know, for one of these players, and I, I think that would be probably the knock on Josh Rosen, right? Is truly what would his ceiling be as a player? The the thing that makes it partly difficult is that the guy again, who's I the like, coach didn't coach him, right? It's not. It'd be different if you just had a year to evaluate him as the coach. That that would be much different. Yes, didn't but, coach who? Oh, didn't coach Rosen? Yeah, Cliff. And the other thing about Cliff is like I think people are going a little over the top with. Kyler is his type of quarterback. It's like, well, let's go back and look just at Texas Tech. He had he had Baker Mayfield on the roster, and he played Davis Webb. He had Patrick Mahomes on the roster, and he played Davis Webb. Now, the next year Patrick played. He had Nick Shimanek was his quarterback for three years, John. I looked. Nick Shimanek ran like 20 times in three years. Like, that's not was, like, was, was Patrick the backup to Davis Webb his freshman year? Yes. That's pretty nuts, isn't it? Yes. And the year before that, Baker was the backup. That's pretty crazy. And one of those years, Vicente Testaverde was like the third string quarterback. Vinny's cousin or Vinny's son? I assume his son. I don't know. Maybe it's a nephew. And there was also a dude from Virginia Tech I saw that you tweeted out, like Brewer. Was he on the roster? Uh, yes. What's his first name? I, uh, I wanted to say Corey, but that's an NBA player. That's correct. I, I, I do think you can look at it simply – this guy does, whether he plays the right one or not, he picks the right ones. Like, he's going to be on the right guys. Yeah, I'm just, my point in that is just to say he recruited and played quarterbacks that looked different than Kyle, like, and had a different skill set, like non-mobile quarterbacks. So that's not the only type of guy. Like, I, this idea that, like, Josh Rosen wouldn't work with, with, with uh, Cliff, I don't totally buy that. But, look, like you said, if you think Kyler's a better player – I think one thing that happens is when when you get something, you value it greater than when you don't have it. You know, like I know if my car would cost $7,000 if I wanted to Kelly Blue Book it, right? Like it's worth more than $7,000 to me if it's a good running car. I feel like I couldn't get somebody else's car in this condition for $7,000. I've been the one, I know how valuable this car is to me. I feel like once you get something, it's harder to trade it for something else. Like you're afraid. You think you could only get seven G's for a G wagon? Did I say seven? I meant seven D. Sorry. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> <Just> make sure. <laughs> but um, I feel like you talk about my Porsche, my G wagon all the time because you're about to try to buy a Porsche or a G wagon. <laughs> you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, you never. Payments, baby. Um, but uh, like, I think part of that is that's what makes it feel so risky. It's like you've got Rosen. What if you give him up? and then he's good, how bad do you look? But you can't really think like that when you're doing trades. That's just No. Well, the other problem is two things. When you think air raid offense, have you ever thought mobile quarterback? I mean, they've always had, like, slower white guys, right? I mean, they've always had just guys that, one, just never have great arms, it feels like, and two, are definitely not a threat to run. I feel like people don't even understand, like, what – 
Well, because, guy, no one watches Texas Tech and definitely no one stays up uh, that does not live in the on the West Coast past 1030 at night to watch Washington State play seven night games a year. Like somebody, so, he should draft Gardner Minshew. That's what he should do. 100%, which isn't crazy. I, I Here's the other problem. What could they realistically get for a guy that they just drafted 10th overall on the trading market? Could they get a first-round pick? Like, You're telling me. They, what, what, would Belichick give him pick 32? Maybe. What would Elway give him? Well, would he give him 10 for no, Rosen? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. So would you give up Josh Rosen for pick 32? You might if you were going to – because someone tweeted at me yesterday, well, if you were thinking Kyler or you're all in on Kyler, you take him number one, and let's say Bill – it's like, well, that value is just – for Bill, it's too good to pass up, right? Because I would have taken Josh Rosen last year if you would have fallen to me. Right. Now I get him for pick 32. He's under contract. He's not even going to start. Then if you're the Cardinals, you go, you got Kyler Murray. Then you got pick 32 and pick 33. That's a fucking lot of ammo. Boom. You got your quarterback and you can make up for, well, you traded a third rounder to get Rosen in the first place. Maybe could you get 32 and a third for him? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. 32 is a lot, right? It's just hard because you just, you just drafted him 20 spots higher than that. Would Bill get credit for that? Like, yes. Damn. <laughs> He's got Josh Rosen as his backup? He would he would absolutely get credit for that. I honestly think if Josh Rosen, and I know the Cardinals tweeted out, I don't know if Bidwell said it to their in-house guy or he said it on a local radio station that listen, he's our guy. Yeah. And as everyone was tweeting, like Gruden said the same shit last year. We we've, we've become conditioned. Everyone should realize none of the shit matters what they're saying right now. It's yeah, everything is a possible lie. And I don't blame him for lying. And also Kyler Murray hasn't been at the com- want to feel like you don't like him. Yeah. But also Kyler Murray hasn't done the combine yet. No, he hasn't done. Yes, exactly. There's a, there's a lot to be learned. I don't know how much he weighs. <laughs> no, we, we think 205 pounds, but I, I, I do think if Josh Rosen is like, if they do go quarterback at one and that would mean Josh Rosen's not on the team. To me, it's got New England written all over. Remember, they did, they've did they done business before when they traded Chandler Jones. So clearly, Bill's comfortable with this guy. And 32, I, I don't think the Cardinals would really get that roasted. Like, it didn't wasn't great value, but still, you got a first-round pick out of it, and yeah. you just moved on for a new quarterback. People would be so I, fired up about the Kyler pick, I don't think they'd notice. I mean, they would notice, but... I, I think Bill would get more credit than them getting nailed because exactly the excitement of like, oh, Kyler and Cliff would be cool. And exactly. everyone would just acknowledge you had to do it. Like, you couldn't go into OTAs with Kyler and Rosen. Like, jo- Josh Rosen ain't that guy, right? It put a lot more pressure on Cliff, though. Like, there's already pressure on him because people are like, wait, he was a, he was a, he just got fired at Texas Tech. Well, he got really, really fast, yeah. But, but you could make the case if you're going to, if you're going to do it, then give him the quarterback that he wants, if that's what he wants. What do you think the Wickersham Brady attacking Josh Rosen by the third week of training camp article would read like? <laughs> I feel like Brady and Josh have a lot in common. You think they, there'd be like pictures of them playing tennis at like the local club? Yeah, or just like wearing the same stuff, you know, shopping Tell- at the same private shopper shop. I don't know. That'd be a good – would that be a wake-up call? Is that is that a fair uh, statement to use for Josh a little bit maybe going there? I mean, on one hand, you'd say – on the other hand, you'd be like, well, Belichick wants me, and I'm supposed to be mad. I'm supposed to be humbled by that? Like, I'm mad about that? Like, I'm fired yeah. up. Hell, yeah. Like, this guy thinks that I one day I can replace Tom Brady? Yeah. Now, Tom might be a little weird about that. Tom would be – yeah, Tom – yeah. 
Tom's great when you're Hoyer and you're zero threat. <laughs> when you're Jimmy and you're good looking and you're good, he gets a little uneasy. All right, what's the uh, we talked about Antonio Brown the other day and uh, the uh, the issues that he's been having. He's uh, he's out, John. He said goodbye to Pittsburgh. I don't know if he knows this. He's still on the team, but he you said goodbye. That? I wish them well. You ever seen that before? I've never Steelers seen that before. I'm, out. I'm breaking up with you before you can break up with me. It was like, oh, we weren't even. Are we breaking up with you? We don't know yet. I've never you seen somebody funny. say goodbye. I went, I went right to Adam Schefter's Twitter account and I refreshed. I'm like, God, they cut him? They trade him? What, what the fuck's going on here? And then as he tweeted, nothing's happened. No, he just said goodbye. <laughs> he said He's trying goodbye. to speak it into existence. He let me let me as you talk pull up what he tweeted this morning because it was it was pretty good. I saw as you're doing that rap sheet said March 17th is the day. Like March 17th is the day. If he's on the roster past March 17th, there's a bonus they owe him. I think it's maybe it's three million or something. I don't know. And at that point in time, you'd have to think he's going to be on their team. That's a month from now. He has an incredible Instagram handle. It's just at AB. Like that's that's as good as it gets. That's as easy and good as it gets if you're him. Yeah. That's why he's probably got three and a half million followers. Okay. His Insta picture today was just Anto- picture. This is Antonio Brown tweeted this. Thirty plus and still dot 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 open for business. The first okay. picture Antonio Brown since 2011, and then it lists targets, receptions, reception yards, reception touchdowns, NFL rank, all first. <laughs> Next uh, picture, touchdown leaders last year. Obviously Antonio Brown first. Next picture. This is a little more in depth. What is this now? Uh, twelve seventeen. I don't even know this yards from scrimmage or something. I I couldn't even tell. Hold on, just, pulling it up. This is Instagram. You, you're saying? I'm saying Instagram. Yeah, it's the third picture. Fine. F- fourth picture. Looks like Steelers team MVPs. Roethlisberger, Palomalu, 2011, Antonio. Heath Miller, 2013, Antonio Brown again. Le'Veon, Antonio Brown again. 2016, Le'Veon, 2017, Antonio Brown again. So Antonio's showing you he's not just a good player, good guy, four-time team MVP. So that third third picture you're talking about, it looks like speed, distance, play. Is is it the fastest somebody ran during a play? Could that now twenty one miles an hour? Would that make sense? Yeah, there there is like the Xfinity, not Xfinity, but Gen stats or whatever. I think they rate how fast people run. Because remember the, not Nick Mullins, but wasn't there a punter that broke the record last year? Yeah, sounds vaguely familiar. Like a fake punt, and the guy was like, he was the fastest player in the league. You're like, this is not even believable. Yeah, this, you're right. This is the, my the, favorite. The team MVP one's pretty good. He's basically done a lot of screenshotting from ESPN. <laughs> What and can football Brown, reference. What can Brown do for you? Most seasons with 100 receptions and 10 touchdowns in NFL history. He's won. He's tied with Marvin Harrison and Brandon Marshall and Jerry Rice third. I think Antonio Brown thinks pretty highly of Antonio Brown. Well, he's a good player, John. That's the thing. That's what's crazy about this. He's a good football player. How about, Here, the, uh, how about the pink outfit Post Malone is wearing in the next, uh, in the next photo? Joshua Harris, that looks like his trainer, is the one comment that I see, and it just says, oh, men lie, media lie, numbers don't. Is that who that is? I was wondering who that is. 
Well, because I clicked on it, and then it's just a bunch of pictures of like dudes working out. So I'd imagine that he either works with Antonio Brown or is trying to get his business. So not only has Antonio Brown said that he's out when he's not out, he's kind of going on like a rant right now. Uh, I, I would say Twitter's not really helping him. No, I mean, it's not, not helping, helping the Steelers him, either, right? It's like not doing this stuff would make it easier for the Steelers to the, – the Steelers need to feel good about trading you. Like, they'll be faster to trade you if they feel good about what they're getting. This makes it harder for them to get something they're going to feel good about and thus makes them more resistant to trade you. Like, they'd love – if you told me right now the Steelers would get a second-round pick, don't you think they would just do that in a heartbeat? Uh, you Probably. High second round pick, because I was talking to people in the league that thought they could still get a first just because he's so really? good. Like when you take out all the bullshit Man, and you just throw this... on a Steeler game, guy, he had 15 fucking touchdowns last year, and a lot of them aren't just your run of the mill. Why not? They're just whoa, <laughs> and because he's small, so it's just it looks incredible. He looks like a short Randy Moss. It's like this isn't supposed to happen. So if in the... fairness to him, all these stats are pretty. Like it's like damn, he's. Tied for the most ever 100 catches, 10 touchdowns in a season. Like, that pretty good company. Yeah. So, I think in his mind, he's like, I'm one of the fucking best players ever. Well, now, you can, you can look no at that one, Instagram no post one, and no just say. No one argues that. Yeah, you could look at that Instagram post and say, what's so crazy about it? He's just posting some of his numbers. Yeah, I, I don't even. But it, to me, it's like him saying that I'm open for business. Yeah. Which we're all open for business, I guess. I, I the thing about Antonio Brown, there's not a soul in the world that doesn't think he's an elite player. Like, Antonio, who are you, who are you screaming this to? We all, if we're playing video games, you, the Steelers are sweet. If, if I told you the Niners traded a first, now obviously they have, you don't want them to trade their second yeah, pick. But if somehow they, they did some moves, whatever, they had 22. And they traded 22 for Antonio. I can't. I can't give a first for a guy that's over thirty. That's right. So that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I'm just going to be surprised if somebody now. If you tell me Belichick ends up giving his well, first, well, there was a story today that they've they will not trade him to the Patriots or in the division. Like you couldn't trade Antonio Brown to the Patriots because if you're Billy, like I'll give you pick thirty two more. <laughs> right? You couldn't do that. That's not an option. And you like? Would you even listen to the counter? Like. You're being stupid. You can never want to pigeonhole yourself with a deal. It's like, yeah, I'm just yeah, but I'm I know my window. I know I gotta beat that team. Yeah, who they've owned me, and I'm gonna give them my best player, which I don't really like anyway. But no way I'm gonna be cool with him catching 20 touchdowns next year with Brady, and I'll get crushed in my market. How about Rosen for Antonio Brown? Uh, quarterback of your your next quarterback. But you drafted a quarterback last three years. I think the bigger issue is like, why couldn't Mason Rudolph beat out Joshua Dobbs? I watched Tennessee football first with Butch Jones, and he was terrible. Well, that to me that goes back to Ben. Ben was right. Well, I think part of the issue, guys, when you get into bed, and this is the notion: like, should the Niners or the Raiders sign Le'Veon Bell? Like, the Steelers went, got in bed, and fell in love with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. Look, kind of where it got him. Like, both these two guys who, isn't it fair to say, will be the biggest names of the next month, either trade or who's going to sign them, are not, I mean, have major red flags all over them. But it's a miracle that it's going to work out as well as it has for the Steelers. Because regardless of what they do get for these guys, they still have James Conner and they have Juju. 
Like it's. Can you imagine the Niners like if they were in this situation where they were just getting rid of a Le'Veon and Antonio Brown? People usually always side with the players just because you know, like, how are we going to fucking replace this guy? And I think Steeler fans would tell you, eh, we've done it before and we'll do it again. Well, it's a lot different this year versus last year because this year players just watch, everyone, not players, fans, everyone just watched James Conner replace Le'Veon Bell. Good player. Juju, they just watched him. Now, Antonio was on the field. Guy. No, they have not. And they he wasn't not. just on the field. He was kicking ass and taking names. Again, led the league and touched it. Makes it a little easier when you go AWOL, though. It's helping their case for sure. But I still think if I was a diehard Steeler fan living in Pittsburgh today, walking home from the mill, is that where they come from, the mill? Uh, the, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So you come back from the steel mill. I'm thinking he's a pain in the ass, but I, I'm not really into getting rid of Hall of Fame players in the in the peak of their powers. Like I, Even you have to acknowledge, like Juju's not Antonio Brown. While I'm and trying then, to win and a then championship. It kinda, then it kind of snowballs. Then who's my second receiver? James Washington? Well, are we sure that James Washington can be what Juju was a second year? I mean, that's a lot to ask. While I'm trying to win a champ, it's one thing if you're in the position, like we talk about the Niners, they're not in the midst of trying to win a championship this year. It's like, also, can Mike Tomlin coach uh, coverage to save his life, or is he just going to keep looking sweet? At minimum looking sweet in perpetuity. What would you, what would you guess the cross on his neck costs? Over 10 G's? Less than the Patriots uh, pendant that uh, Robert Kraft is wearing. What would you get more? Haberman's Accord or Tomlin's Cross? Tomlin's Cross. <laughs> no doubt. You think you'd get more than 10 G's if he put like on Craigslist? This is Mike Tomlin's Cross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think 100%. 100%. 100%. Uh, chunk of change. All right, what what about Odell? Like, Because you, you were telling me that Jay Glazer wrote – what Jig Laser did a mailbag? Yeah, I think one of his uh your favorite. My bold predictions. Oh yeah, I love I love bold predictions. I.e., here's something that I don't think is gonna happen, but they asked me to come up with something, so here it is. All right. <laughs> now that I've built that up, what do we got? Uh we got Odell Beckham's could be traded this offseason. And Florio wrote that like the numbers aren't that crazy. He has a very tradable contract. Like that would be the thing back with Antonio. He does make twenty million dollars. Like, oh, and he's old. Like, Odell is still younger. He's on a – you have him under contract for a while, and I think his number's like 17. Now, the the production, like, the guy's been hurt a lot, but there is no disputing when he's on the field. He's pretty special. Like, to me, my offer, as crazy as this sounds, I think Antonio Brown is a better player than Odell Beckham. If I was the 49ers, I would offer more for Odell Beckham. And, I, and I'm – Obviously, there's a risk because there's a chance you just get Antonio. He's crazy or whatever, but he just kicks ass and he's so good. You don't give a shit. Like there is a chance you get Odell Beckham and he just gets hurt. Why? He just gets hurt a lot. Right. On top of he's a little weird, but not. I don't think he's anywhere near Antonio. Yeah. His biggest issue, his biggest red flag is an injury flag. Right. Would you if they said, well, what would you trade us for Antonio or excuse me? For Antonio Brown, I would struggle to give the 36 overall pick, which he's a better player than the 36 pick. But when you've looked, actually, the history of the 36 pick the last like eight years were like Derek Carr, Darius Slay, the rookie of the year last year, the kid from the Colts. Like you can get a really good player there who's cheap. Now, we'll see if John Lynch can do that. But the, the, the history is there. But with Odell, like, I would probably offer 36 in next year's one. That's really risky. I mean, that is really, really risky. But I would 
I would support them doing that. I would not support them doing that for Antonio Brown. And they just would not do that for Antonio Brown. But I do think like that's what it would it would cost more to get your hands on Odell than it would for Antonio Brown. That's what's crazy about sometimes just contracts and some and stuff. Not really crazy. Most people know this, but like you can be a better player but be harder to trade. Especially in football with caps and you know, average per year and even with their ton of money, like There are a lot of teams with money, but I, I just – the Steelers aren't going to trade them to the Browns. they got a ton of cash. They, what, even if you're them, like, would you trade them to the Colts? Like, fuck that. I might have to play the Colts in the first round. Yeah, I, 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 mean, would, I would trade them out of the AFC. Look, Antonio's like five and a half years older. He's old. He's going to be 31 here. Well, he's sneaky been in the league since they went to the Super Bowl the last time. That's what people forget. He's been in the league a lot longer than you think. Like, we're like, oh, Odell came in with Khalil Max and the Aaron Donalds. Like, he – he came in with the crew, and you felt him the whole time. Like Antonio kind of snuck up on people because he was just a special teamer the first couple. Yeah, it was a six-round pick. Yeah, and he's playing on a team with Mike Wallace and Emmanuel Sanders, so you just didn't really notice him. He, he didn't play, but he made the team. He was good enough. Did he? Uh, so to he, me, Beckham is like. To me, there's a difference once you become a superstar and then become a pain of pain in the ass, kind of like a to. You have this different stigma. Like, there is an Odell Beckham stigma that's a positive. He came in as a blue chipper. A lot of people in the league would have used a first-round pick on him five years. Like, they people loved him. And then he's been good. He was interesting about Antonio is he was a – I mean, I thought I, – what I hadn't even thought of this before. I just always assumed. But now that, you know, we're just talking about him, I'm like, God, did he play four years at college ball? But no, he didn't. He played three years. He came out after his junior year and was a sixth-round pick. Like, I don't know if that was viewed as a success at the time going 195 in the 2010 draft coming I'll off. Give, I'll give AB a little credit. They yeah. didn't believe himself when not a lot of people did. 110 catches, 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, three rushing, 12 receiving. That's Would you say that's pretty elite scouting for the Steelers to take an underclassman that really was clearly not a top prospect to have that foresight? That's pretty high-level stuff. Yeah. Now you could say they also Central Michigan. On them. Yeah. But they knew the. I mean, you just made but to me, that's why like they would one hundred percent get a first rounder for Odell. I think he's just too. He means too much on and off the field for a team like the Niners, who just need a one. That that now, year, I don't think you get the second overall pick, but I think you could get their thirty six and their one next year. Odell, would you uh, do, sorry, would you thirty six and one? Uh, yeah, I think I'd feel okay about that. I mean, again, I know he's only played 16 games the last two years, but, but Odell's 26. He doesn't turn 27 till November. So we're talking about acquiring one of the NFL's best players. And, you know, he'd been relatively healthy the two previous years. He's an elite player and you've, you're so invested in the quarterback. This helps, this helps the quarterback. And you need a little star power, get some people. You know, I, I don't think you do deals for that, but it's two birds, one stone. Um, because he's one of the league's biggest stars. Takes a little heat off Jimmy. You know, ch- challenges Kyle. <laughs> but, yeah, I would do that. I, I I think the Niners do need a little sizzle. Uh, now, you could argue that if you get Bosa or whatever, there's some sizzle. But that's a lot of pressure to put on a rookie because – Usually rookies are not just all pro players. So whoever they do draft it to, or if they trade back, you know, also, I mean, it's just like John. Do they, when you say 2019 honors, do you need defensive linemen? 
I mean, you always need a pass rusher. Don't get me wrong. But what they really lack is, all, like, Kyle Shanahan was great. He had Julio Jones. Like, they lack anybody explosive on offense right now. Again, my move 1,000% is trade back. I don't give a shit who's there at two. I trade back. I, I would ideally love to do something like the Colts did last year. It changed their franchise. And they just went from three to six. Now, I'd have to look in the draft. Like, there's a team. Remember, the Jets had two second rounders last year. So, it was like they went from three to six. They got, obviously, the Jets six. And then they got two second rounders, including their own second rounder. So, they had three second rounders in the top, like, 15 in the second round. It was just an incredible haul. If a deal like that is there to be had, do you agree that's pretty no-brainer? I I don't care. if Here's the other thing. Let's wait and see the combine if Nick Bosa comes out medically cleared. Everyone goes, you know what? That sports hernia surgery that he had six months ago is all good. Because we've, I think we forget sometimes, because again, we live in the moment. A lot of times, there's like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) His dad was hurt, as someone tweeted at me yesterday in his NFL career. His brother's had injury problems. And then he's already been hurt. Who went went and found the Bosa uh, injury report? The Dad, Papa Bosa injury. Well, the, what, he just the injury. I think ended his career. <laughs> what was it like? A I mean, I, I, I don't things know. ended careers in those days that don't end careers now. But Joey's been hurt a couple times because he held out, then he came back. What's, then it, he what's got his injured. mom's deal? Did you ever uh, miss work? Yeah, I don't know. She's a great breeder. I'll give her that. She, I she mean, they miss work. They, That's what I want to know. They produce. Do you know where the uh, NBA All Star Game is this year? Uh, Michael's home. That's right. Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, and next year, it's at Michael's home, too, by the way. Chicago? It's at the United Center in 2020. You ever been there? Uh, not inside. I've been outside of the United Center. It's huge, isn't it? Yeah, I just I went and took a picture with the Michael, Michael Trophy, but Michael, nobody was home. Yeah, nobody was home that day. Um, is Luke Walton going to be the coach when everybody gets back from Charlotte, North Carolina, the Los Angeles Lakers? They're a game under 500. Plasky wrote a piece in the LA Times Wednesday morning basically saying, hey, dear LeBron, like, this is not going well. Um, and I don't, you know, the funny thing is, I don't think anybody's blaming Luke. I don't think anybody should be. It's a mess. And the one thing we'd say, like, LeBron's been in a few messes, and generally the coach doesn't survive it. At least not the coach that he wants. Like, is Mark Jackson going to be coaching this team by next week? Sure feels that way. Uh, Is that your bet, Mark? I'd say Mark or Jason Kidd, which seems fucking nuts. I When I saw they lost last night at the Hawks, I was kind of following the game just because it was clear that that's a pretty big game for them given that they were kind of sneaky in shambles. Then they lose that. I didn't think it was out of the realm of possibility that we woke up this morning and he was fired. Uh, it doesn't feel 100% locked that Luke's going to make it through the next couple days. Because if LeBron wants to throw his iron fist down, he, he's gone. The other thing is, always when he was in Cleveland, last year is probably the best example because the other teams were going to make the playoffs for sure. Last year was like, God, what is wrong? Remember, they were terrible at the All-Star break, and they made all those trades. And it was like, oh, they kind of reinvigorated themselves. But they were going to make the playoffs. You just look at the West. Like, LeBron, going 500, you're not in. And you just play these games. I'm watching the Warriors game last night. Utah's not great, but they're just fucking tough. You know, Denver's just a pain in the ass. The Clippers are hard. The Kings are hard. Like, hell, you get the Mavericks. Luka might go for 30, 12, and 12. I, 
one thing in Plastic's article that he's right, like this is no lock to make the playoffs. And missing the playoffs in year one of this four-year LeBron experience is an utter disaster. It, to me, it's a, obviously, if Luke keeps his job through the All-Star break and the end of the season they miss the playoffs, he's a lock to be fired. But I think it's like, that reflects very poorly on LeBron. Like, bro, you couldn't have even, you guys, because one of the things that Plasky wrote is, like LeBron, when Anthony Davis asked for the trade, it's not a normal, like if Kawhi Leonard demanded a trade right now in Toronto, no one on the Clippers would get shit for it. Like, we know you're intimately involved in it. So it was, it wasn't your normal, when I, I keep seeing people kind of defend Matt, Magic's right, this is a business, players get traded. Yeah, no one's ever disputed that. But when it when the fucking best player in the league who's on the team that wants that guy, also agent who happens to be his best fucking friend, represents that other guy who, Anthony Davis, we've all been following him since the Kentucky days, he's never said a peep. So it doesn't even feel like he's that comfortable with all this, you know? It's like, I, I've actually kind of come around. I feel bad for Anthony Davis because it was clear this isn't his type deal. Not that he he's, doesn't want to get traded because I don't blame him for wanting to get traded. But I don't know if he would have handled it like this. And Clutch is like, guy, Clutch was with fucking Antonio Brown last week. And what's Antonio Brown doing right now? That's That's like their company motto. Player, you take control. And it's like, LeBron, if I'm Kyle Kuzma, like, fuck you. Like, again, I don't – if I get traded, I'm going to get traded as the NBA. I got to grow up someday. But I, I, you, you're, I'm having a breakfast sandwich with you, and then I know you're on the phone texting with Rich Paul, fucking throw Kuzma in the deal. That's the other thing that LeBron can't shake. Like, bro, you are the GM. No one – no one beside, like, the ESPN people in L.A. that are basically on Maverick and – I like Maverick Carter, but Rich Paul and uh, Clutch's payroll doesn't believe that. that. That's, to me, the whole problem in this. It's not that these guys were going to trade for Anthony Davis. It felt like LeBron was leading it. Well, and it goes back to Magic and uh, Rob Palenka being in charge here, right? You're like, well, is there anybody who's got any experience with this stuff? Because I said it the other day, it's not that Rob Palenka can't, but Matt LeBron is not really proven to be a great GM and we know he likes changing coaches. They've done it several times and it's not like now maybe Ty Lue wasn't going to get, you know, a job anyway, but like once LeBron left, maybe they were just going to change him. but it's not like the coaches he, he hasn't been playing for Phil Jackson and uh, Greg Popovich here by and large. Right. Like he kind of seems like he prefers to play with somebody that does what he wants to do. Right? Yeah. So 1,000%. The one guy that has a big personality, kind of, that's viewed as a top five coach, he wanted Eric Spolster out. Pat Riley refused. You'd say Spolster just is a person with leverage. Like most guys need LeBron. Well, of course they do. He hires them. So it's just like, is the next guy going to make it better? Because LeBron's belief is I'm just going to be good enough. But the fact is that he's just he is he is great. He's still great, but he's getting older. So what happens if you don't get Anthony Davis? Do guys well, how want, how are how are they going to get Anthony Davis guy? The Pel- I I can't see the Pelicans trading it to him now. If you had options that were equal, why would you? You might is even it, trade him for a slightly lesser option. No, somewhere. it's an easy fu, and especially with the NFL team being involved, like Mickey Loomis's mindset. Just because that's how football people think. 
when does a trade happen in football where it's ever just we're going to give him to this guy? You know, it's it's the opposite. So if he's the decision maker, which people have written about, like ultimately the buck kind of stops with him. He lets Dems do it, but with this thing, he's going to be involved. That'd be the last person. I, I would send it in this, out of spite to someone else. Especially like the the clutch trying to like strong arm you. That's that's just not the way NFL people are wired. And you can say this is not that's not the NFL. Well, with this franchise, it, they're connected. You know, because I, I think that's the, the other NFL, thing. Hold on, that's a great point though too. Like if you're New Orleans, you're not a market that's in on big time free agents. So you might feel like you have less need to maintain a relationship with agents. Not to say you're going to torpedo a relationship, but you're not going to do something to satisfy an agency necessarily because you want their next free agent. Well, you're not really getting any of those guys. No. So you might be less inclined. Sorry, I would say what you're going to say about the NFL, but you just made me think of that. Well, I I think the NFL has a much better – and maybe this is just because the team has much more power, but the agents still have a lot of power. Just working relationships. In the NBA, it feels we're get, you're going to do what we tell you to do. You're going to capitulate to us from the player side. It's always just fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You know. Well, I, I, I also I, think like it's just more of the, the the NFL just feels like it's more just numbers business between agents and GMs, right? Yeah. Like, but nobody's turning down more, $30 million in the NFL like they do in basketball. No. It, it feels much more relatable to society on a lower number level. But people just have relationships. You do business deals with people that you hope, you know, win-win deals. Like, the NBA is like, we're bending you over. You, you let my buddies fly on the plane. Right. Free. Right. They eat. My people come. It's like, Jesus Christ. I mean, you just need everything. It's just... I've always liked LeBron as a player. I truly believe he's one of the best, not even basketball, thing, athletes I've ever seen in my life and probably will ever see in my life. But I guy am at the tipping point of just the drama. That's one thing Plasky says. Like, this has to kind of end. And this is L.A. And we're just like, Jesus. That's saying again, something. Like, the one, the, the one ghost he has is for as much as Kobe's attempted to rewrite his legacy on leadership and stuff, Kobe was pretty meat and potatoes when it came. Like, I want guys to play hard. We're going to fucking try. And we're going to try to win. Like, it wasn't Mitch. I can't win with these motherfuckers. But he wasn't saying, tr- like, Mitch, just get me better players. I'm not forcing guys to come with you. I, I do respect that about Kobe. It didn't feel like he was all-encompassing. Right. The Kobe wasn't like, and here's a list of the guys you got to get. Do you know what turns me off, guy, and I think turns the common fan off? Hmm. Is LeBron, there was an article today, I didn't read it, I saw the headline that Windhorse wrote about how the irony of this All-Star game being in Charlotte because he idolizes Michael, he wants to walk in his shoes next, be an owner. Like, LeBron's only 34. He's still, you know, the best player in the league. Like, these guys get so caught up in being CEOs at between 25 and 35. Like, bro, look at Magic. He's got AIDS and he's still, or HIV. It's still going strong. Like, you had the rest of your life to do the CEO. The basketball thing's going to end. LeBron feels like he's already merged more to the CEO lifestyle, but then it's easy to counter that because he's still throwing up. He's still a really good player, and he takes basketball seriously. But there are elements of basketball. Bill Simmons wrote the whole book on it, and LeBron used to have it at the end of Cleveland the first time, and then Miami, the it factor 
of making guys like you. And this is what the Warriors kind of hang their hat on. It's just you've been on the team playing. You see, like, they all go out to dinner together. Now, the whole the whole organization does. It's just the, the Spurs just, they cultivate it, you know? It feels like LeBron just kind of does his own thing, which, again, you have the right to, but you're not going to win that way. It's consistently in the history of this league with great players because as you get older, young guys will just, they don't give a shit about you anymore, you know? And that's, you know, hopefully Steph always keeps the just likability and Duncan had it forever. And when, you know, Kobe, in fairness, played with a lot of just weird players. I'd say I'd say this team, like Kobe played in which much shittier teams than this LeBron team. They're not that bad. With LeBron, when you factor in Ingram and Kuzma, they, they should win 45 games. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, like when I watch LeBron, I part of me just thinks he's worn out. I mean, this is he came in the league at 19. I mean, this is the way basketball works. You're younger, usually, when you come into the league than other sports. But he came in at 19. Magic was 20. He came in at 19, John. He's 34, but it's his 16th year in the NBA. And the nine straight finals, right? And he, but I don't even mean physically. Like, he was the center of the basketball world before he became an NBA player. And I just feel like he's kind of... I don't know. I use the word... I use the phrase worn out, but almost like... Like defiant, like had enough, like like I I don't know, man. Which, I, guy, he still got three years left in L.A. It's not going to change overnight. I, no, I know. I just when I look at him though, I think he likes saying things like "I don't have anything left to accomplish" because he knows it bugs people. Because I think he's part of it's like, how do I fight back against this system where I'm? I think he loves the attention, but he also doesn't like the kind of attention he gets. Sometimes I don't know. It's weird. And part of it is it might be he's 34, but he's he's been in the league 16 years. And he's still a great player. Like, that's what's crazy. He's still one of the best players in the NBA. We're not talking about eight years in. Like, he shouldn't be. I don't know, man. It's just, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's Missing weird. the playoffs would be pretty nuts for him. Especially if the Kings. <laughs> right. If the Kings win tonight and they play Denver, they will be three games up in the last column. There's like 25 games left. So if you just do the math and they play one time left, if the Kings can just kind of hold serve, it's, it's one thing with one game. When there's 20 games, three games, we see this a lot in baseball. Like, it is a lot to make up when you don't play a lot head-to-head. Because if they just win one, lose one, and you don't go on a big winning streak, it's hard to make up three games in two weeks. When you're not, just, yeah, when your team's not good. Yeah, and the other team is just okay, you know? So it takes a, either a losing streak, but you got to win too. Like, you don't get, you they lose and you lose. You know, it doesn't do shit for you. John, I think it's, we haven't had him out of the playoffs since his second year in the league. It'd be pretty nuts. And it, it I'm not going to say it's going to happen because you'd be crazy to bet against him. But it definitely feels possible. And they lost the fucking Atlanta Hawks last night in Atlanta. In a, in a game for them that was as close to a must-win game in mid-February as you're going to find. They lost, guy. And at one point in time, they were down like 10 points in the fourth quarter. Like, what is going on here? And there were a couple – I saw people tweet of LeBron just kind of sighing and this one fast break. Kyle Kuzma, like, picked up his dribble too fast and he was at the free throw line and he wasn't going to get close to laying up and the dude was kind of in front of him and he just – I mean, it was just like, oh, my God, they look. You can imagine Laker fans just on their couch in L.A. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. And, and there is a ghost of Kobe too there, you know. Well, because the ghost is around all the time. I love it. Uh, 
And he, I think he doesn't really totally mind this. No. You talking about Kobe? No. Because it kind of ups his legacy a little bit. No doubt. Because he, people keep talking about him. Like, Kobe wouldn't have done that. Which is like the beauty of Kobe. It's like everyone thinks he was just... Here's the one thing missing the playoffs would fuck them a little bit. Because if the Pelicans refuse to trade them Anthony Davis, they, they're going to end up... They're not just going to roll this team back. They're either going to try to make some other stupid trade or sign like Max out of Jimmy Butler or something that might not work. You know, they're not just going to stand pat. It could actually get worse, as crazy as that sounds, or just more drama filled. Like they traded those three guys for CJ McCollum, you know? Yeah. You know, you'll see one of those. They traded two first and Lonzo, Ingram, and Kuzma for C, you know, just something like what? <laughs> By the way, did you know there's a guy that plays in the CFL? Played, he, he was with the uh, – played at University of Kentucky and was with the uh, Falcons and the Chiefs. Doug Flutie? Poop Johnson. Corey Poop Johnson. No, I didn't. Uh, I'm not, I don't know what the story is there. Maybe somebody knows the story, but I don't know the I, story. I, I did see uh, someone tweeted the Perez guy that you and we yeah. never heard of, the AAF. Yeah. Already had eight teams reach out to his agent. Are you serious? Yeah, he's like he's gonna be with. So here's the problem now: like, is he? Are they gonna be like, hey, dude, we'll sign you up, and he just quits the AAF so he doesn't get hurt? Well, if you're him, why? I I texted a buddy in the league when the game was going on Saturday night. He thought you had to play in the league all year, but I can't imagine if you're him, I'd want to get out right now, wouldn't you? If you know you're gonna take me to OTAs and compete for your second string job, I wouldn't play another game for the AAF. Right. I. Now, maybe because the league worked with them, you're kind of locked in. But if you're a team, you wouldn't want to – you're right. Like, risk this guy breaking his leg or something. And if you're him, like, well, if that was a good game, I don't want to throw bad games. I don't want this to offer to get reneged. Exactly. I'd, I'd want out. How, how are they going to keep – I don't know. They can't I, We'll you. find out. Yeah. What's his first because, name? Because, like, the, the CFL – Pat Perez? What's his first name? Uh, Luis? Yeah. Uh, it was it yeah. Luis? Uh, Juan? Well, John, I don't know. Want, uh, that racist comment? I not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't. I again, never heard of him. I watch college football pretty intently, and never heard of him. Luis, it's Luis. Luis. Yeah, he does have a good arm. He's like a better version of Mike Bercovici. Because you can watch one throw from Bercovici, you're like, damn, what a hose! And then you watch three more, and not one even comes close to receiver. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know if he quite knows where this is going. He is a good looking dude, though. Burko? Yeah, he's uh I think I followed some of his girlfriends during college period of time uh, on Insta. Really? Well, part I just of the scouts, randomly part I, of yeah, the I just follow work. a lot of random girls that I think ended up going to ASU and they would just end up in the same circles. And you know, you're just going to date the quarterback. Yeah, it's good it's good scouting by you. Instagram is not always safe to just pull out while like you're waiting in line. If you're following the wrong people. If you yeah. Just because bathing suits are no longer bathing suits. They're basically just thongs. So you're just like, you can scroll through three straight pictures and just be basically just ass, like trying ass, to escape. Ass. And it's just like, ah, and it's ah, like, gee, I've ah. just tried to order a caramel macchiato here. And I just got butts all over the place, which again, I'm not complaining. You remember growing up, like it was a big deal, like get a little cleavage, cleavage in a movie. Now it's just nudity everywhere. Well, IFC just shows, have you ever watched anything on IFC? Uh, is that like in the high 790s? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. They play The Godfather a lot? I was, yeah, I think so. I was watching uh, The Heartbreak Kid the other day. You know that movie yeah. with Ben yeah, Stiller? I've seen it. It's yeah. pretty funny. 
but it's there's just scene and it's just like whoa it's like two o'clock you have boobs out in the two o'clock in the afternoon you got boobs I mean, it wasn't two it was probably like five but still i remember a couple like you know like five years ago when law and order or a show like that starts swearing and it kind of broke a barrier they would say like shit and prick and just be like damn yeah, and it feels like we're only well, it's longer. It's longer than five years, right? Because I was just watching yeah, no, the, it's, the it's Netflix probably, thing the other day, and they were talking about how it was. The, FX the 90s. definitely used to do it, like in the early two thousands. I remember FX would have shows. Maybe it had to be like after nine, so like their nine to ten show would just say everything. I like, used to think that. Now, yeah, now I don't even think there's any time limits on it. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't think there's time limits. You can just turn on TV at like three o'clock in the afternoon. It's like, oh, there's there's tits and swear words. I know. It's like. <laughs> Jeez. And you used to have to show ID to rent this movie back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, uh, ease.com, promo code HAM. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. Share the podcast. Give it to people. Berries. Yep. B-E-R-R-I-E-S. Promo code HAM. Microphone. HAM. Promo code HAM. Promo code HAM. Peace. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.